Welcome back to the Boys of 161st Street, episode 173. Today is November 4th, 2021. The season has officially ended. If you're wondering what happened last episode or last week's episode, uh, nothing happened because we didn't have an episode because we didn't really want to talk about the only thing. Because the only thing that really happened that time was the Guardy and Cole beef, and that wasn't necessarily the most pressing news. So... With that being said, we have a pretty loaded show for you today since we haven't talked to any of you wonderful listeners in two weeks. But uh, yeah, before we get into that, how are we doing, fellas? The season's officially ended and uh, the, go Braves. the Braves were able to get it done and be be the team we needed them to be. That was the, like, of all the teams remaining, we had such a shitty, we had nothing to root for other than the Braves and the Braves got it done. So, I mean, kind from of cool the thing about the Braves, if you look back to like June, when we had Colin on the show, he told us to take the Braves at twenty six to one to win yeah. the NL pennant. Kind of. Yeah. Hate. Did you see they also had a point three chance, point three percent chance to win at whatever date it was? Also, it was probably around that time. Honestly, it was that he August, told us. August first, they had like I think it was fifty to one odds or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Wild. Good for them. It's, it's just, honestly, it's just the craziest thing to me that they won. And this is obvious. They won without Ronald Acuna is just still baffling to me. That's going to be something that, I mean, we were t- we talked all throughout the year about if we were to end up to win a, a World Series, just having these things on, you know, like the the World Series tape, that would be something that is a pretty fucking cool thing to have on the World Series tape. Like I, I'm excited to watch that World Series. Or that World Series tape of like Judge going down and then replacing him with fucking Jorge Soler. Yeah, winning a World Series. Yeah. Anyway, how we doing? I'm okay. Murph, you good? Yeah, doing well. Um, sorry, I had a little technical difficulty, but we're back. Uh, doing well. Yeah. I'm gonna be a lot better if Marcel can help me out on Saturday. Yeah, so we announced to the to the faithful that Chandler was moving to the city. That still hasn't happened yet. He's been cucked out of multiple apartments along his journey. Hopefully, he'll be here soon. He's got to be here soon for his next job that he's starting up. Because um, contrary to popular belief, we don't do this full time. It's <laughs> we don't get paid, so that's cool. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Yankees. So honestly, we were gonna open up with a little bit of the Cole Gardner beef, and you know why don't we just start open up with that briefly, touch on that because I wanted to talk about obviously the news today is that Gardy. Uh, his his option wasn't picked up, was it? Was that the exact thing that happened? So I don't really... He didn't pick up his player option. I think they had a mutual option, and both of them declined. Maybe. I think that, that sounds right. I've seen that both decline, so I'm assuming that's what happened. Regardless, he's a free agent. Darren O'Day is a free agent. Um, that's sad. Do we think... Quick, immediate reaction to that. Do you, What do you think that means? I think that that means they're just cutting ties so they can sign him back to a long-term deal for cheaper. Ten years, ten million. <laughs> so what do we Gardner? actually think that means? <laughs> no, if I if I had to guess, actually, I mean logically, I think he'd be gone. But I still just I don't think I don't think that he's done until he officially announces a retirement. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I feel like it's not 
they didn't make enough of a big deal about it. They didn't make enough of a deal about it for not renewing the or like uh, not the uh, the opt-in just because like he's just he's the most tenured Yankee on the team. There's storylines about him coming back in situations like this. They would have made a bigger deal about it if he was actually gonna just gonna retire. Like, I just don't see a world where that that's the end of it. And that's that's when we stop talking about it. I guarantee you, we're going to be talking about his contract again in a few weeks. I'm it's very going to be like, in like, in like February, and we're just going to be maybe there's an explosive off season if there even is a season next year, and everybody's all excited. You know, they had that report come out that the Yankees were going to be big spenders. And then yeah, we haven't talked about that off. since since that report came out. There's a lot has happened in the last two weeks. Contrary to popular belief, but uh, yeah, Yankees are planned to be big spenders. According to who was that that said that? Uh, I don't know. He's it was a baseball reporter. reporter. So credible, <laughs> a credible source. Somebody said it who wasn't a, 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 a Twitter account by the name of like Hoodie something. So um, that that's good news. Obviously, we want that to happen, and we expected that. You know, if you don't do that, what are you really doing? You just you had one of the most embarrassing seasons to date and you're not going to spend money. Huh? Jim, Jim Bowden. Bowden, Bowden. He's, he's a former, former um, GM of a team. So that's cool. I like seeing that. Uh, Murph thoughts on this. Do you Murph, do you want Gardner back regardless of what you think this means? Do you think it would be beneficial to have Gardner back? He yeah. did. He hard. did. He did win the, uh, the silver Fox award. Yeah. It's hard to say no to that. Cause no, it's not. <laughs> for what we pay for him, like we're not really paying him very much. And he's, I feel like this year, especially, he played way above what we were paying him. And you can always use a guy like that. No, we didn't. You can always use like a guy who's going to be a, who's going to sign on as a fourth outfielder and become your starting Dude, center fielder for 145 games. That's, that's what I mean. It, like, put aside what his stats were. Like, he, he no. played a serviceable outfield. I'm not going to put aside a guy's stats. That's like the whole way we measure him. Obviously, the leadership didn't work. We fucking barely made the playoffs and at 500, and we lost. The leadership, I mean, do this is probably a good segue to talk about the Cole versus Gardner situation. Like, first of all, let, I'll just address it. Elephant in the room. Cole was being a bitch. <laughs> like, 100%. Cole was being the biggest pussy about it. He, oh, yeah. This is what Gardner does, and honestly, the fact that Cole got mad is more concerning to me about Cole's presence in the locker room than Gardner's Gardner's because Gardy has done this. He does this with everybody. We always see the videos of him with Clint ripping his fuck or Tyler Wade and Clint. And he would rip Tyler Wade's sleeves off or whatever. He's like, Oh, the sleeve monster get you. And then he ripped off his sleeves and then he steals Clint's like last face mask or something like he does this shit. That's what he, that's why people like Gardner in the locker room. It's probably why people hate him on outside of the Yankees locker room, but I don't know for Cole to do that. I think it's more of a concern for Cole than, than it is for Gardner. No, I agree. But also at the same time, I, that's just not a very good, I mean, you guys are already not doing well and no, I, and I totally agree that Cole's being a giant bitch about it, but like, you know, may, maybe just have like a little bit of feel that he's just got rocked like four straight starts without spider tech. I don't. Yeah, but like stuff like that. I mean, like I don't know. No one really knows dynamics in the locker room from looking from the outside in. But I'm sure doing like funny shit like that sometimes loosens the loosens it up a little bit and maybe helps the goose a little bit. Yeah, helps them get back on track. You never know. And and Gardner knows better than anybody else what a Yankee locker room 
needs some times, you know. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's what he thought. That's what the Yankees needed at the time is like a little lighthearted humor in a in a sticky, <laughs> sticky situation. <laughs> <laughs> Nice one. Oh, good one, Luke. I, I didn't even plan for that, but uh, Murph, Murph, Murph with the delayed fuse on that one. He didn't get it at first. But no, 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 I got it. I just thought about it more. Like I, I like smiled at first, and then was, was it like, funnier oh. because it wasn't planned? Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, okay, exactly. Cool. It always right. is. Yeah. Next time I'll tee it up for myself. I'll do it again. I'll ruin it. No. I'll, run, I'll run it into the ground like I do with most things. But yeah, I yeah, I, I don't think I don't even know where I was starting with that. Oh no, I just think that's what he did on purpose because he he wanted to cleared the air and make fun of it. Obviously, he didn't think Cole would react to that. And, I mean, this is the last I think we're going to talk about this. I just think it's Cole was being a bitch. That's the moral of the story. What do you think, yeah. Murph? I'd say Cole's being a bitch, and it's probably being blown way out of proportion. It probably was not, like, that big of a fight. Yeah, I feel like people were trying to almost spin it as that was the demise of the Yankees this year. Like, oh, locker room issues were the reason why the Yankees were bad. It's like, no, we were just bad. I mean, here's the thing. If it, if it was a, a big story, then we would have heard about it when it happened. But the, because we heard about it months later, that's just that just means that it doesn't really matter, but they're just bringing it up now because there's nothing else to talk about. All I know so is let's just that bring it up. we get rid of locker room guy Luis Sessa, and all of a sudden <laughs> the clubhouse has rumors of turmoil. Just Fuck you. He's got a point. That happened way before Dang. Luis Sessa. Luis Sessa has nothing to do with anything uh, good on that team. Hey, Luis Same. Sessa was basically a Cy Young since he left, so I'm Murph sick might have a point here. I'm sick of the Sessa slander. I don't care that he's gone. It's never going to happen. It probably will still happen. I was going to say it's never going to happen again because he's not on the Yankees, but it's probably going to continue to happen because no, Chandler's on this podcast. I, I don't know about Guardy. Now that he doesn't get his option, I don't think he's going to come back, but if we can get him back again for less money than we normally did. I'm going to be honest. I'm a big Guardy hater. Hand in the air. I don't think it would. I don't think it would be a bad thing to bring him back. I just the way the way. Here's why. Can you back, can I explain why? myself? Yeah. Because I have I have ragged on Guardy in the past, because for, like for good reason. He did bat two eleven. He did have a, like not a great year. He played a lot of games. He played like 140 games this year. Won the Silver Fox Award. Highly coveted award. That's probably up in his trophy case, considering he's made one All Star team in his entire career. But I think it would make a lot of sense for him to be on this team because I'm pretty sure his contract was in like the 10 million range for one year, which is that's that's more than I thought we should have paid him to begin with. But considering how much we paid for an outfielder like that, I could see Murphy's looking up his contract for the year. I think it was, was 12 say, million. I, dude, it was not even close. It was I one. It was million. like five. You sure? It was one point eight five. Yeah, not even. And was close. it was yeah. it the year before that they gave him 12 million as a yeah, courtesy? So- yeah, because I so, remember they gave him a okay, so they had a different one year contract the year before, right? Yeah, because they weren't gonna bring him back next year. And he took like the team most team friendly of team friendly deals to come back. And that's why I'm so confused that we are not okay with paying a guy like oh, that. Of course, if that's the case, here's play 122 games. You're not gonna get no, any. Well, here's what part. I'm pissed off about. It has nothing to do with the money. You've got a farm system loaded down with center field talent, and you're just gonna let him sit there and fucking rot and not give him a shot like Florial has come up and he's been at least okay. He's done better than Gardner has. You're not Greg Allen. I mean, as much as we love him and joke about it, Brandon, like Brandon Lockridge, he's a good fucking player. Working out with judge. 20, the pod. 20, 2019. He made 7.5 million. That was yeah, prorated. I don't care no, about no, no, the money. That wasn't... I don't give a shit about the money. The point is this, you have these young guys that are sitting down there 
just tearing up the minor leagues, or even if they're not tearing up their minor leagues, you have highly touted prospects that aren't ever going to get a shot because you have a 40-year-old that's hitting 211. If he was coming back and he was a true outfielder and he was coming in and hitting 280, he was stealing bases, he was still an elite defender, which he's not anymore, then okay. And he was was a locker room guy to where it actually made a difference. I'm sorry. CC Sabathia is a locker room guy who makes a difference. Bringing CC Sabathia back to come out of the pen for half a year, start, you know, 10, Be 12 just games. like a bench coach or something, honestly. That's a locker room guy. Brett Gardner's not a fucking locker room guy. I mean, I know he's a locker room guy, but he's not the one that's going to yeah. push Excuse you to me. the next level. Yeah. People like, do right always now, say like hogging down the roster. I'm people sorry. do always say like highest, like longest tenured Yankee, like oh, enough of the guardy disrespect, all that. And I, I'm there for it. Like I, I'll give the man his due, but like I think you kind of hit it on the nose. He's like he's not like I feel like a lot of people hang on to that because he's been yep here for so long, and because he's the longest tenured Yankee, he's the last of the ones that won in 2009. So like it's just like that's why people are like oh he's. Just gonna be a, he's he's natural. Na- oh, he's just naturally a good locker room guy, but I don't think really that's the case. I just think he could be, but like he's not defaulted to be that guy because he's just been here a long time. I think he's a fine locker room guy. I think he's a fine. I think he's a good veteran presence. There you go. That's what he is. He's not. He's not the glue that holds the team together. He's not gonna fire everybody up for a big game. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it would be worth it. Raise your hand. It, not raise your hand because this is a podcast too. The audio version, the audio only people would hate that bad radio. Murph likes to say, but uh, all in favor of bringing him back, Guardy, say aye, aye, aye. That's Murph and Luke. aye. If he is a fourth outfielder, actually, he's not. So the, it yeah, doesn't the only... matter. We could sign Starling Marte, and he wouldn't be the fourth outfielder, dude. Yes, he would. Spoiler a alert. and B, like we know, the reason there's a reason that they didn't pick up the deal, and there's a reason that he declined the deal. I don't know if that means they're if we're paying him any more than 1.8 million, then I'm a little more skeptical. He's obviously for what we paid for him last year, not worth any more than that. Obviously he's worth less, but if we can get him back for 1.3, 1.5 or something <laughs> worth like less, why worth the less. hell not? Or you, cause you can have Esteban Florial for $555,000. You're Who's... still paying him the same thing. Like, it's not like he's breaking the cap. So why not bring him back? I'm because sure you have somebody who's younger, more. who needs, to learn how to play at the big league level. Who's just going to sit in AAA a year after year. It it doesn't matter. They brought Ryan Lamar up before they brought Florio up. Like he's still not the next guy all all the time. I I disagree. I think Florio has a real shot to be Uh, now in in the line of this upcoming year. Well, like he wasn't even the first guy up from AAA. They they always like to prospect hug and like keep him down because they don't want to rush the the progression and stuff like that. So like, that's why they did that. I I really think Florio has a good shot. It's not Guardy's fault that he wasn't up. Obviously, Florial's probably better than Guardy. Even if Guardy's on the roster, they're in Florial's ready. No, and we like to say that all the time. We like to say, like, with the Clint situation, that was the big bugaboo we had while we were pissed off that Clint was being held down because Guardy, and we'd be pissed if that happened. Turns out Clint held, held himself down for other reasons outside of the field, but it's just like, I, I don't think that Guardy at this point will be the deciding factor of keeping, like, talented guys like Florio and even Brandon down. I hope that's the case. I really don't, I really don't think at this point, at this point, I think he's, he he plays out of necessity and that's why I'm okay with him being on the roster for so cheap because I'd rather have a guy who's 
let's let's call it anyway. Let's put it in like MLB the Show terms because for whatever reason it makes sense. Like a, a lower tier guy, talent wise, but you have the veteran presence in that regard. I'd rather have that than an up and coming guy who's going to be a little worse off. Shit. No, I, so I'm not saying as a starter. I'm not saying as a starter. When Greg Allen was the one that got the call and he wasn't starting over Gardner, everybody threw a fit. That's I'm the just saying example. having him on the roster as a as a reserve because the way this outfield and team is built, they're built to get hurt. They're built to not be built. So more often than not, we're going to need that fucking... I mean, this year, look, look at what happened this year. We needed our fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth outfielders. Greg Allen had a... Pretty like, pretty substantial role in this team. And if I told you that Greg Allen would be one of the heroes of the of the fucking summer, what would you say? Shit went south. That sucks. Like that's kind of where we're at every year. And why do you think to next year will be any different? So that's why adding Gardner for fucking one million dollars is not a bad move, especially in an off season where they just said they're gonna spend money. So why does it fucking matter? Uh, there, I don't. I really don't think they're gonna bring him back. I think if they were going to bring him back, they would have picked up his option. So I, okay. I think we're kind of like wasting a little breath here. All right, so let's, really, let's move on. So let's move happen. on to people that we do think are going to come back. Let's get into our uh, free agent wish list. I had each of them write down a uh, three people they want to pursue, not via trade. That was a big little little skirmish we had before, <laughs> before we got on the air. Uh, so why don't we start with, do you want to do this one by one? Like a draft, or do you want to just go over your lists and then like see who has the overlap or whatever? Let's do, uh, let's do one by one. One by I'm one? Just yeah. list. Okay, Damon. Fine, let's do a list. Let's, let's do a list. No, no, no. no, Chandler, give your list. No, yeah, I, I Chandler, like, let's do Chandler's way. Go for it. Go for it, Chandler. Yeah, I, Chandler's I wasn't saying. I was saying I, I was saying I liked your idea. So. I'll do I'll do I'll just do a list because Okay. I feel well, like we I feel like we won't have as much overlap as I thought initially we would. I think we will. Okay. Well my list. Over. This is a wish list also. Like, I'm not factoring in. I don't know. Just listen to it, and then we can talk about it. So are you saying this is this is? I don't think not, it's realistic. Not all together. You're saying I want these three top. These I want three of my top, but it, not, it won't necessarily work in unison. Are, like, yeah, these are three people that I think would tremendously benefit the team, but there are – I don't think they would, A, spend the money, and I don't think, B, that there's necessarily a fit for one of them. Okay. But I think he would be a tremendous asset to the lineup. So I have Seeger at one, obviously, for I've been an advocate of that for months now. I have Carlos Rodon. Again, we don't have a two starter. We've got a one starter and then a bunch of hurt guys and four starters. And then here's the one I was talking about free agent as of today, Nick Castellanos. I think he would be an awesome, awesome addition to this team. I mean, what I, I his numbers speak for themselves. So, what are his numbers for this year? I think he hit 309 OPS, just shy of a thousand. You just know that off the dome. I was looking at it earlier. Big, I have a lot big of Castellanos right guy. I, actually, I love Nick. I actually would less. love that because we would, we would, we would fucking run that into the ground. It would be, it would, that, that one wouldn't get old. And I feel I like it has that. already gotten old, but, but I think him coming here, that would be a lot of fun for us. I don't know if I love Castellanos. How do you not love Castellanos? I I just I don't. What is there not to like? Like about? it's not the bad defender. It's wait. Do we need another outfield liability? Defender. We don't have a lot of outfield liability really when everybody's exactly. healthy. 
The problem is that nobody's ever healthy. He would end up being slotting into right field, basically, or... He's a lefty, no? No. No, he's a right... Oh, he's a righty, right, drive to left. I I just think he fits a lot of needs offensively. He fills a lot of holes. He hits for contact. He hits for power. He does hit. Yeah, you're right. 309 batting average, 34 home runs. Career career 278 hitter. It's not a fluke that he had that this year. 3.3 war this year. He he just opted out of a two-year, $34 million contract, which means he's looking for a little bit more. Had a good season, so he's probably going to get a little bit. He's going to get a nine-figure contract. That's going to – I don't – I don't – do you think that's – in the Yankees' budget to sign a right fielder. No, that's what I. That's what no. I was for saying that up, much. I don't think that's so. That's what I was saying up front. That this is a total just wish list. If it was MLB the show, and I could just force people wherever force trade. I, and I could for, <laughs> well, I could like play him at second base, and it wouldn't hurt. Me. He does play third also, but I don't know if we want that. Yeah, we've, we've, he, he plays know, third. Yeah. A primary outfield that is a yeah a dog shit. That would be the no, show move. Came, that's like saying Andahar plays left field. Or Castellanos. Castellanos. It's like Gary playing catcher. Like that's that's actually this is not on this is not on my list. But I was looking up like who the Yankees were even eyeing as far as catchers go. Like in the free agency, there was talk of Roberto Perez. I saw that too. Um, the Indians catcher, or I'm sorry, the Guardians catcher. Um, (laughs) good catch. Yeah, sorry, can't. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> terrible hitter, but so is Gary. But he has won two gold gloves in the last three. Years, and they so. hit them for the same power. Yeah. Like, that's like what I've been saying okay. about the catcher position as a whole for the longest time is like the catcher position throughout the league is bad. There's only a few all around good catchers like JT Realmuto and Grandal and guys like that. Like, if we have guys who can hit like we do, one through. At this point, now it's like one through five, but it used to be one through eight, but we'll see when they retool and everything like that. If we have hitters one through eight or one through seven or whatever, you can afford to have one guy just be that. Like with Gary, I've always said this, and I'm not going to beat a dead horse any more than I already have, but it's like I'd rather have somebody I'd rather have somebody who won't give up runs defensively and just like hold your own offensively. And Gary was giving up runs defensively and not doing anything offensively, so like that's not – Ideal. So that's why I'm cool with getting a guy like guy like Roberto Perez. Uh, another name that people were talking about, not to derail Chandler's list, but uh, Tucker Barnhart. A lot of people were talking about, and he just got moved to. Wasn't there a deal in yeah, place? Traded. Traded for who? To what team? From the What's Reds, like right? He's Tigers. Yeah, he was yeah to the Red. Tigers. So he's he's not going to be available anymore. A lot of people were talking about him. I don't really know that I wanted him. Did people want him mainly because he was? Like, Young lefty. He's I a pretty like good him. defensive catcher, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. I well, literally, I'm just, now. I, it's the mental lapses, the fucking, the play against the Mets with Gary Sanchez. We're not doing this right now. No, I'm just Finish telling you. <laughs> We're not list. talking about Gary Please fucking don't. Sanchez. Please don't. I know you right can, now. and I know you probably have good points, but can we just not? You brought it up. What the fuck are you talking about? All right, I I'm done. It up. He okay, well, you can't bring it up and then me like... He did. Okay, well, you st- just kept going. I'm done. I don't care who started it. I'm ending it. All right, we're done. Okay, well, my list is over. Those were three. But I, like I said, I don't think... I think Cassianos would be a good fit. I don't think there's a necessarily a fit defensively or whatever, but I think yeah. his bat would play well. 
Um, so I, I guess, had I had Rodon on my list as well. I did too. So he wasn't on my list, but if you guys have Rodon on your list, I'm assuming you don't also have Guzman. Sorry. No, I don't. I was looking at him though. He had a good year, so well, no, I like, like I, I've, for... I've kind of been eyeing him. I think he was in Cy Young or something, not this year, but the year before. Like he's been yeah. pretty good for two years. Like feel like he'd be a decent number two behind Cole, but I feel like he would cost more than Rodon. I want a proven two starter. I don't want oh, a, I don't want any more one breakout year reclamation projects. No, like, Rodon's been a two, solid top of the years. order arm for a while. And I, I also think that two years, like, two years in a row, I don't know. I don't care. I want a track record of success. Carlos Rodon's been solid. You know what you're getting for five years now out of Rodon. Yeah. Gossman was terrible on the Orioles. Everyone's terrible on the Orioles. He's got a four career ERA. He's been in the league. He's 30 years old. He did have yeah, he, he, had, he had a fantastic Cy Young year this year. Are you talking about Gossman? Yeah. He had a 5.3 war, 14 and 6 uh, record with 281 ERA. He also was not that bad in Baltimore. He was really bad in Atlanta and Toronto. Or total, not Toronto. Um, He was really bad in Atlanta. I wouldn't be upset about it. I don't think necessarily. I know he's coming off. Of like a fantastic year, but I don't think he's gonna. He's not. He doesn't have that name. I I still think, even though he had such a good year this year, I don't think he's gonna cost as much as like a guy who already had the name and then had a, a year even less than that. I don't. I don't know. I don't think he has as much of a pull. Maybe that's just me talking, but I don't know. I was also making up the Cy Young thing. No, no, no. no a, that was the real thing. Gonna, that was the reason like, why the Giants were so good. Is him. And uh, Alex uh, Wood was having a fucking... No, 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 I know, but I was thinking the year before, like 2020. Think about San Francisco, though, too, when you're thinking about his numbers. San Francisco is like the most pitcher-friendly ballpark in the entire game. It's like fucking... Um, God damn it. Oh, my God, I completely forgot the name of it. Good one. So another person on my list is... <laughs> that was mean. Rodon, and I also had... Everybody can probably guess this, say it all together with me. Starlin Marte is... No, I didn't have Corey Seager because I honestly... I'm starting to go the route of Correa. And I put Correa on that list just because he's just good. And I've stopped giving a fuck about the cheating thing. Now that they lost, whatever. Let's like... We're not going to wash it away, pack it away type thing. But like, if he can play... I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like, I'd rather have a villain and be hated than be laughed at. I don't. I, I just don't care at this point. I think Correa is a fucking awesome player. I think he's better defensively than Seager is. Seager, they're already talking about moving him to third base if you sign him to a long, wildly large deal, moving Which him from... Fine. Good. Exactly. I'm yes, I know, because then you, have, then you have short, short stops coming up, and then yeah, that's the thing about signing whatever. Huge deals, that you've got two great shortstops coming through the pipeline. You're right, and and that that could work out too. I'm not, and I'm not saying I would be upset if I had Seager. That was that's totally a plan I that. I would be upset if we had Correa. I don't. I don't think that I would. And I. I would I'm be gonna, happy with Correa. I just. Yeah. I think Seager's a better fit. I think it just makes more sense. I, I would be I, less happy with Correa just because I don't like him. I want to throw things at him. Like I, I don't like him. Like I know, like I know, we're all, I, I know we're, some of us say, are saying, you know, you know, I don't care, and I root for him, and obviously I root for him, but I will root for him just a little bit less. 
because I still yeah I still don't like his face. I You're still, right, and I, I, and still I would too. Like, I'm just saying for the team, I feel just some bad juju in the in the in the locker room too. Oh yeah, because fucking there's gonna be some there's terrible juju happening right like now. they didn't just have a big brawl just beat him up the first day or something like that and just get it all out okay, there yeah. take his lunch like, money yeah take his like lunch a, money get it out yes. there prank him like a rookie for the first year and if then they do a yes network special of them just hazing the bejesus out of korea then yeah I'll like... if there was like a haze week then i'm i'm okay with that just for him though a korea haze week and then I'll be then I'll be okay signing him. So you guys cool with uh, Corey? Are we across the board on a Starlin Marte center field thing? Because there's a report that actually did come out that same one that said we were going to spend money. I'll actually pull up the exact report so I don't butcher this. Um, it was I did, right. I did not put well, Marte in my list. I put. So I have it right here. It up. I have it right here. Well, I put it in the Slack because I, I use the Slack. Uh, <laughs> per Jim Bowden. So the Yankees fans put on your seatbelts because the Bronx Bombers are going to do everything they can to land one of the elite shortstops, Carlos Correa, Corey Seager, Trevor Story. In free agency, I'm hearing they also would like to improve catcher and center field uh, a, and want to add another starting pitcher. Free agent outfielder Starling Marte would be a great fit at the top of their lineup. Uh, I've been saying that for actually fucking since the trade deadline and months before that when I saw him in Miami like the second month of the season and I would absolutely love it. And the reason why, and I'll reiterate for those of you who are tuning into the show for the first time, welcome in. <laughs> but I, I would love to have him in that spot at the deadline because it wasn't a deadline move only. I wanted him to be that guy to be our center fielder of the future. Cause it would, it would solve the problem of having a leadoff hitter. He's better. He's a better leadoff hitter than DJ is too. He's a better, he's a more prototypical leadoff hitter. He has speed. He steals bases. He hits for average just like DJ did. DJ didn't even hit for as good as average as he did this year. So he's hitting for better average as of late than DJ is. Maybe that was because DJ wasn't healthy or not, but he's a better leadoff hitter than DJ is. He he's 32. is still yeah, running like a fucking spring chicken. He stole 47 bases or something like that. Yeah, for like now, that. but how long are we signing him? Because he's not going to have wheels at the end of his contract. I, I think... like the idea of trading for Cattell Marte. I've seen a lot of stuff about that, which not I, to I derail like your it. thing. I just... No, uh, last point. Mar- I, just I, I lump say... all the Martes in together. So. Yeah, get, the, get all the Martes. I was just going to say because Hicks is, is not a thing anymore. No, so. I think we have to go under the assumption that Aaron Hicks is just not it. No, I, they, like, I don't even think he gets a roll uh, call this this. Uh, this I don't want to talk about I, mean, I don't think he should play. But... I think he's going to be the opening day starter. Um, um, so going back to <laughs> You think Higgs is going to be the opening day starter? He shouldn't be the starter? opening day starter. I mean, he no, he's 100%. Going back to Marte, though. I yeah, never have included Marte on this list because I just didn't think it was something that was even moderately going to happen. The same way I didn't think Darren O'Day was going to come to the Yankees, but somehow you found a way to speak it into existence. This is obviously. I said it with Kluber too, but I, I really wanted O'Day. Kluber was different. Kluber was a little different. He like made more sense at yeah. the time. And, like, it was, like, kind of a pipe dream. It's like, okay, that'd be cool, but do we really need it? And, like, would they actually go for it? And, and it was a last-second uh, thing. And it, and was it like just when... seemed, like, too crazy at the deadline, yeah. which it was. But Part of cash. Then now, too, still. I'm like, yeah. So, like, now the fact that you say that and knowing what happened with O'Day and that you're that passionate and, like, that's your in guy. I mean, it makes sense. Now, and now I think Jim Bowden is literally saying just another guy randomly is like, oh, this would be a great fit from the outside looking in. I've been seeing this was a great fit for so long. And just like, I don't know. I just don't know why you wouldn't. And especially when you can get, like, he's a righty. And that was 
probably the bigger reason why you wouldn't have gotten him at the deadline because you're trying to get lefties in the lineup. But now we have lefties, and now you can afford to get a righty. You're not just handicapped to just getting right the lefties only. You can get, uh, and especially if you're going to go get Seager and him, you're adding a lefty and a righty, and it all works out. And then you get my ideal offseason that I that sounds like they can actually do is Starlin Marte. Let's go get Seager. Why not? Not Correa and Rodon. And I think you can do those three things. And then make a lateral move at catcher or something to get like a guy like you said like fucking uh, Perez. Perez. He's he's like not chump change. He was a seven million dollar that option that they declined. So you're probably gonna give him six five six six. I'm sure uh, it's okay. They said they were gonna spend whatever. some yeah, cash. No, so. I just well. don't believe it. I don't believe that they're gonna spend cash. Neither will I. Really I but I honestly I don't even think the season is gonna be played like in <laughs> normal time. Why you think the labor negotiations for the CBA are going to be? Yeah, I think a strike is almost inevitable. So, well, I don't know. Really I think it, I don't know if this makes any sense or will actually change anything. But I think since the Astros didn't win, there it is less likely to be a strike. If the that Astros won, nothing. I know. It's but in my in my mind, player. in my in my mind, I feel like just people would be more upset. Players as well. If the Astros won the World Series, it'd be like, all right, fuck this. Let's go on strike. That like it's almost like the cherry on top. Like if you were going to strike, now you're definitely gonna strike. But if you like, eh, maybe yes or no, I'll strike. Now it's like, ah, whatever. At least the Astros didn't didn't go ahead and and win it. I don't know. Respectfully, that might be the worst thing you've ever said on here. I think it's more of like, um, yo, how about we get our minor league players some some housing? Something like that. I don't think that really has anything to do with the fucking. Well, they got their housing. I I understand that. How's Lockridge doing? That as an example. Long time coming. What do you mean? How's he doing? Did he get a house? I, I mean, not right now. The season hasn't started. It's November. <laughs> the season could Seems not like bullshit. Good, good job, man. <laughs> 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 Insider okay. news: A deal is bullshit. Good job, so Manfred. I, I feel like we've kind of talked about like we i don't even have to say my list i've got rizzo on there i, think I do too Murph. Back. but rizzo i have tied in with this next guy who was not even on my radar until recently it's chris bryant i don't think that would be the worst thing in the world i love if chris he bryant. And Riz- i a i love chris bryant he's really not that old he's been playing very well you'd probably have to pony up for him a little bit but he plays third he plays all the outfield positions and he plays first and we definitely need a guy probably in the next few years to play third that can hit. He's a decent enough fielder. And then if we really need somebody in center field and we don't get You're not Marte, confident in Miggy? <laughs> I, no, I'm not. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. You know, I feel like we kind of could use a guy that plays a little bit utility and has a bat that works. Doesn't I like that idea, it. Murphy. So I, I don't get like too. That's one of those things. It. It's like it's like a pipe dream. I know Seattle's big on them or on him. They were trying to trade for him at the deadline, and then I saw a lot of stuff about him to the Mets. Yeah, I, I saw that same would thing. Be so sad if he went to the Mets, but it'd be kind of cool. He and Baez again. Speaking but, of Mets, isn't Baez also not that I want him? He'd be the worst Baez's thing. A free agent, yeah. Oh, he's a free agent. He would be lit- if anybody listening wants Javi Baez. Um, no, no. Yeah. Would you rather have Baez or Story? Story. story why is what that even a question yeah. i'd rather Baez have the... than Baez. no i, I uh, yeah i would too that's that not a joke either i think i would rather have labor than Baez. i was kind of exaggerating but now that me. i think about it like yeah labor has upside Baez is just a cocksucker already in new york um and he strikes out more than fucking judge and Stanton combined so 
If you can't handle the mass media, you're not going to We're all agreeing that story's not it. I don't know that story's not it, but it's just... He's the third out of the top three that I... Yeah, he's the third out of the top three. I don't know that it would be settling if we got story. I still think I would be happy, and I'll put that on record right now. Like, if we didn't get Seager, if he went back to L.A. and... Correa went to like the fucking Tigers. Or I don't know why what he he's doing because he wants to go hang out with AJ Hinch again. I don't know, but like maybe they're gonna start cheating again. Imagine the Tigers just become great because they start, they start up another <laughs> cheating scandal over there. Um, Cold and they don't just, have any fans. They got four K cameras can. in center field. Um, I, I just don't. I don't know. I I don't think I would. I'll put it on record that I, I won't be fucking sad by any means. If we got story, and I think, and not even, I won't be sad. I think it would be great if we got story. He, he's speed. He's a righty. Hits for, for power, and not that we necessarily need. He's a great fucking player. He's a good. The player. only one of the shortstops that's one of the major shortstops it, that would make me a little uneasy. I don't count Baez as a major shortstop. Sorry, no. is Simeon. I don't yeah. know that I trust him to come to. New York and take over at short. He was not a great defensive shortstop. He was serviceable at second base. I actually think he's a gold glove finalist, but um, so he's more than serviceable. He's a good second baseman. I don't think that a position change moving to New York and he's in his thirties is really worth the high dollar amount. It's kind of what you were saying, Rella. I think last episode was if you miss out on those, the story Seager and Correa don't go pressing to get Simeon and overpay for yeah. him. I don't I don't think he's the guy you overpay. Yeah. I cuz I the only I said, one that would make me like Ew. Yeah. Cuz I said specifically don't go after Simeon just to settle because you need to fill a spot cuz you can That's exactly I said specifically that I don't go after him, go after Chris Bryant like you said Murph because I'd rather pivot to a third baseman, get the top of the line guy there rather than trying to frantically fill the shortstop position just to do it. Get Chris Bryant get and Dralton Simmons to hold you over for a younger. No, I'm just saying just like as a, a Perez type contract, get a fucking guy who can just play defense and then you can for no money and you can just wait until the prospects come up like in, in that way. But you're getting a bopper at third base instead in Chris Bryant. So like it all works out that way because let's say Murphy, if you get a shortstop, what are you doing at third base? You're probably not going to spend a lot on third base. So then you get a guy of the caliber of Andralton Simmons at third. So that's, it's kind of pick your poison there. It's out of the question, we think, to get Chris Bryant and one of these short stuff. I do think it's out of the question. Because then, no. then you're not going to get a pitcher. I mean, that's $500 million. No, you're not. No, I, think story, I think Story's like going to be pretty high paid. Obviously, Seager. All three of those Korea. guys are going to get paid. All three are going to be Simeon, over $200 million, like... and Bryant's going to – Bryant turned down a $200 million extension. Yeah. So. yeah. They're all gonna be multi-year deals too. They're all gonna be expensive deals. Like you're not gonna yeah. get more than one of those gonna guys. Be all are gonna be close to happens. ten years and probably twenty-five plus. Average. If we did get Bryant, we would have three MVPs on our team. I'm counting Next Judge. MVPs. I'm counting Judge. Yeah. But I feel like that. It kind of like supports conversation. Going back to like the other players on our list. Like if we're only gonna get one of these guys, if if our target is a shortstop, that's our that's our priority then we're going to have one big contract signed this offseason, which means there's not going to be a ton of room to like play around with other big names. So you got to look for those best value 
players, which yeah. I feel like you like know Perez, like Simmons. If you go third base, I route. think Rodon could be a realistic option because Rodon's been, gonna get paid. No, but I've I've been hearing too that I've been hearing too that like because he had like some shoulder injury too that teams are hesitant to giving him a long term deal, but a short term deal could be a good value pick, and that's kind of the perfect for situation for the Yankees. I didn't know about who are like about Stroman. It's a good topic. (sighs) I wouldn't be. Damon Damon likes Stroman. I like I like Stroman because he can rap. That's not (laughs) at all the reason why. Because he's friends with Mike Stud. That's why. That's, uh, that is a, a reason why. Stroman is in sure. my same category of hatred. As I just like the way he plays. I like the way he plays you baseball. Like that he's friends with Mike Studd. I think that weighs 50% for your like of I'd say of 30%. Friends. How can you be a Yankees fan of like Stroman? I, I like the way he plays. I don't know. He, I don't know. He, he's like a... Bitch, honestly. I will say that yeah, he, he definitely he is. complains like every three weeks about not being a Yankee. Sure, whatever. I mean, yeah, I've also there's some bad blood between him and the Yankees. Well, Cashman Neil. said, like, what, what was it? Does anybody know the exact quote? Yeah, I'm going to butcher it. He to said we extent. didn't think, like, any of the options that were available would have helped our team. No, I think he specifically upgrade. said, I don't, I he didn't, didn't think say anything he about Stroman. would have an impact. He, no, he didn't say Stroman's name. He said any of the guys that we were rumored to get wouldn't. We didn't feel like it was like worth it that they would have been a significant upgrade. I thought they he mentioned him, but you know I'll, I'll start that rumor. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. I, just I don't say, think he said his name. I don't think right, Cash so was that dumb. Started here today that he did say his name and definitely did not. Either way, I think one thing of note of like Stroman potentially coming to the Yankees is he's done it in New York already, so. Not he's not he's not done like fantastic, but he hasn't blown up like. I mean, pretty like, damn good. Last yeah. year he had a pretty damn good year. Okay, there you go. So even better. I'm just saying he I'm certainly was not like a Sonny Gray guy. He can handle New York, is what I'm saying. That's I would that's love it. Stroman the pitcher, not the person. Okay, so let's I just think... round up all the guys who stink personality wise. Let's get Correa. If we go the Stroman route, we have to get Correa. Yeah, get fact, Stroman. Fact get of Correa. Fiction. Go trade for Yuli Gurriel. Like, let's just go ahead and bring get all the up. assholes in the league. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't. I'm just kind of perusing like the free agents right now. I haven't heard anything about this, but apparently, Conforto hasn't gotten a qualifying offer yet. I still don't believe Conforto is good, and every Mets fan will never hear like let us hear the end of like Conforto's the best left fielder in baseball <laughs> or right fielder, whatever the fuck he is. It's just like, no, even, he's not. But also, like, <laughs> I know he's got pretty good numbers, but like, he's had like he's three not, really though. good half seasons, right? Yeah, no, I feel like it's I'm, always I'm the first half, good, like middle yeah. of the road guys that are going to be the high value guys. That's what I'm trying to look at his name. Kind of like it, in my mind, out. if we're not getting a true center fielder that can like be a speed contact guy like Starling Marte, it's Starling Marte then there's no fucking reason to get an outfielder. I would rather have he's not like Marte the he's, he's not really going to be that low ABV or AAV guy though. But there's just there's just no reason to get a like another outfielder, just to if they're not going to be like a starting center fielder. That what about like fast. a Chris Taylor? Yes. I wouldn't be upset. I with actually, that. Sure, yeah. I had Scrappy Chris center Taylor. Fielder. Yeah, I had Chris Taylor in my initial offseason plan. Is he a free agent? Yeah. So he is eligible for a qualifying offer. Um, I don't think he's going to get one. They got a lot of people to pay over there, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I, curious I don't to see what happens. He's, get, he's not going to get one. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think money's an issue. They had. Like oh no, a he's a free agent. He did not. He did not get a qualifying offer, so he's a free agent. 
Oh, no. Wait, I lied. He's still eligible, but they haven't extended one yet. I was going to say, I don't think they've done the qualifying. I fully believe. Everybody says, like, oh, they can't possibly bring back everybody. Yes, they I can. just can see in, like, two months when this offseason really, like, winter meetings comes along, and it's like, how did they bring back everybody? <laughs> yeah, they brought back everybody and added Correa. And added. And <laughs> yeah, the, like, they, well, also, keep in mind, they... Isn't like isn't Bauer technically a free agent or no? He opted into his contract. Yeah, okay. He's getting so another forty and it's million. Like forty million. Yeah. Yeah. How is he even like eligible? How do they not have a club option? I don't know. It, well, I'm just it was saying. a player option. And yeah. No, I know. Like obviously, he has a player option, so he opts in. But they didn't have a club option on that contract. Because oh, obviously, they would opt out of forty million for that guy. Fucking dudes making forty million dollars to, to make vlogs all day. I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he's playing. If he's suspe- either way, that's not an issue. The point is, the Dodgers had a three hundred million dollar payroll. I don't think that money's an issue. Even with that, I'm even with Surely the Bauer we, thing. Though, like, no, we didn't. No, I'm saying like, how are they able to do that? And then we're not able to sign. Ownership wants to spend money. They can. Well, Could you see, imagine? I mean, well, it, we're gonna go over the luxury tax this year because no, we didn't not. last year. I I th- I th- I think we will. And I, we I'll have put, to. I'll put that down now just because I think the fans will really start to resent this or this we already front do. office more, like way more than we because we because we are starting to resent them and have been for a little bit because we see it. We see like the writing on the wall and like what's actually happening and they're intentionally not doing things that they should be because of money that we see. But eventually the casual fan who is the majority of ticket sales is going to see that. And I think this is a pivotal season for the Yankees because everybody's fucking talking about the fact that we haven't been to the World Series in X amount of years or whatever, and we're just barely making the fucking playoffs in wild card. We wouldn't have made the playoffs last year if it was the regular playoff format if they didn't add the extra wild card spots. Just, like, everybody knows it, and, like, it's it's not hidden anymore. So, like, that's why they have to fucking pony up and spend money, and I believe they will. I was thinking about today... And it's a little off topic, but kind of on the same thing. There's, like, I want to blow it up. Not, like, blow it up to where we're losing 100 games, but if there was substantial changes on this team, outside of Judge, Stanton, Cole, Loisaga, I don't really care. Anybody else that wasn't on the team next year, I wouldn't be upset at all. Like, even a little bit. I mean, we said that. And that includes, like, Glaber. That includes Geo. That includes, you know, Luke Voigt. There's a lot of players on this team. I don't really care if they're here next year or not. And I've defended a lot of the people on this team for a long time. But clearly, somebody hit on it earlier a couple weeks ago that we don't even have a championship window anymore. That window, that yeah. baby bombers, yeah. the baby bombers window's closed. No, we're so tr- yeah, quit trying to fucking hang on to that. Get rid of the dead weight. And there, like I said, there's nobody on this team outside of those people I just mentioned that are untouchable. I think if you can realistically upgrade at any of those positions, you don't think twice about it. There's no preserving anything. There's no clubhouse dynamic. There's no identity to this team. There's no core. Go fucking. So let's go play a quick it. game. Let's play a quick game. Me and you, Chandler. Okay. Sorry, guys. Uh, stay or go real quick lightning round. Anthony Rizzo, stay or go? Go. Luke Voigt, stay or go? Go. I honestly thought Voigt was gone already, to be honest. <laughs> but that's that's where I am mentally with him. Uh, Gio Urshela, stay or go? 
stay for now and depending on the free agency. Labor Torres, there we go. Same thing. Aaron Judge, there we go. Stay. Giancarlo Sands, there we go. Stay. Aaron Hicks, there we go. Fuck you, Aaron Hicks. Andrew Heaney, there we go. <laughs> Andrew Heaney's already, unfortunately, a free agent. Corey Kluber, there we go. Go. Bart Gardner? Fuck. One, one last thing? Nope, 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 nope. Wilson and team. Gary's obviously a go. I don't know. I, I'm, I I'm with you. I, I, and here's what I've been promoting. Sevy, Tyone. Oh, yeah. Sevy, Sevy stay, go. Stay, Tyone, go. I don't really care. Actually, Lasagna. Tyone's fine. Lasagna has Lasagna. to stay. Stay. Chapman. Chapman. Don't really care if he left. I would. I don't. I don't disagree. Though. As long as he could be replaced, I think. Like no, he is replaced. Well, I'm turning in terms of like. This is what pisses me off. A it's not a talent arm, not thing. A closer, a bullpen arm. It's not a talent thing. It's the fact that we have so much fucking dead money put into the bullpen. You have twenty eight million dollars between him and Britain, and you're they're, neither of them are one of your top close or bullpen arms. Oh, speaking like, of things that I we would haven't be, even real mentioned quick, yet, I would be perfectly fine with a guy like Steven Ridings in the bullpen and not spending fourteen oh, million dollars on Zach Britton. Who's the guy that's – hold on. Let me go back to where I was just at. Iglesias. Rossiel Iglesias. Yeah, he's a free agent. Yeah, he's cool, but he's in his he 30s. Would probably, he? he would probably get overpaid. I'm tired of the high-dollar relievers. I really yeah, am. Yeah, he would be overpaid for sure. You know what's funny? That Baseball America projected 2025 lineup, you know who they have as the closer? Who? I don't know if you guys remember. If you do, if you do remember, don't say it, but if you don't remember. Wait, yes. so, say that again? Remember. The – there's the Yankees 2025 projected lineup by Baseball America that I put in the Slack. Obviously, you don't check that. But uh, who do you th- who do you think the projected closer is? A little ago. Yeah. Oh no, I saw it. I saw it. I, you did? I did. I did look at it. It's your boy, Murph. That's my boy, Louis Medina. Medina. It's kind of wild. He's for sure, dude. I love that kind of picture because I felt like so. There, there's always like seemingly somebody who's going to be really hit or miss that's coming up through the pipeline. And I'm thinking back just a few years, it was Sevy who was like, thought he was going to be the man, got shelled, went down, came back up, was good. Herman, same exact thing happened. Loisiga, same exact thing happened. I think the same thing's going to happen with Medina. I think he's going to come up a little too early. He's going to get bomb shelled. Everyone's going to say he sucks. He's going to go down for a little while. He's going to come back up and he's going to be lights out. Probably in the bullpen because I think he's more similar to the Loisiga than the Herman and the Sevy, but yeah. what do we have? Two like more years of storyline. Yeah. I, I thought so. Clark Schmidt would be the same thing, but I feel like he's a little too far gone there. I don't um, think Clark Schmidt's a bullpen arm. I think Clark Schmidt could be. No, a no, no. I'm just saying in terms time. of like going down and coming back up and being okay. I think Clark he never Schmidt, really got a shot though. Yeah. I think Clark Schmidt. Yeah, he got banged around when he came up. He, he yeah, was barely they put playing. Him, they put him in an, a bases loaded relief appearance when he's never thrown no, a full debut. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's <laughs> the same thing that happened to Sevy. That's the same thing that happened to. Yeah, but that the, you can't even write that. You can't even write that script yet. All right. Well, you can say that about Debbie then, if you can't say it about Clark Schmidt. Yeah, agreed. I think they're both in. I don't yeah. know if Debbie's going to come back the same way either, but we'll see. Hopefully, he does because we were talking about him as a potential four star two years yeah. ago. Well, Schmidt was. Slated to have a real shot at being in the rotation this year if he didn't get hurt, but that's a conversation. He was good when he was up, too. Yeah. So, um, one thing I did also want to mention about the whole blow it up thing, just to circle back to what you kind of stemmed this whole little thing. 
uh, this derailing of a conversation to, I, I'm not in the camp of like blow it up, blow it up. But I've always been in the camp of like trim the fat where you can as you go along type thing. So obviously easier said than done, make the right moves. Don't make fucking dumb contracts. That being big contracts. So like there is opportunity to have to be in a bad spot again. If you get a fucking big, huge contract like Seager or whatever is going to end up desiring. Cause you know, and also here's the thing you say that now, like you guys are probably saying like, Oh, it's not going to be like that. If it's a, if it's Seager is so much different than like a Stanton who actually is starting to pan out now, but in the time when we didn't like Stanton, it's like, you know, you would never think it's going to be a bad contract because that's the reason why they're getting such a, con- a contract that big is because at that moment, the player is fucking awesome. So, you know, getting a, I'm just saying getting a contract that big on your books again is opportunity to fuck up. Just so what saying, are you going to do? Just I, I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying not to do that. I'm saying to trim fat where you can as you go along. Don't completely overhaul, but retool as you go. Get turning into a team that I want, which is like the f- good feeling team with speed and high contact. Like add that where you can. Stop adding the home runner bus bats, and in three years you'll be competing every year by adding big names. But you're also going to be retooling, and by three years time, you'll have a full fledged, awesome team through and through. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't yeah, no. try to press too hard as you go. Like, pick and choose the guys you want in what years you want them. And, like, so you don't have to settle as you go for the next couple of years. And then you Trey can build Turner something that's actually. Exactly. Like, I those things, maybe they won't work out. Maybe they will. But, like, try and get them along the way. Don't try and just fucking hit the home run this year. Spend a bunch. But don't tie yourself down for the next fucking don't give everybody five-year ten-year contracts like that sort of thing give like a couple one-year two-year contracts so you can compete for a world series but also have the flexibility to go out and get a trade turner again next year like always have the chance to land a big fish like that my whole thing about blowing it up wasn't my whole thing about blowing it up wasn't like go that route i'm kind of on the same page it's just my whole point by saying that is that i don't think anybody on this team is untouchable like other than the those core few people like i don't there's no reason to me that if you want to go get matt olson and you really think that he's going to benefit your team which i think he would I don't think that you should instantly shut it down if they bring up Glaber. I don't think you should instantly shut it down if they bring up any person. I think you listen to listen to everything. There's no reason that anything should be off the table with this team right now because you haven't won dick in 12 years and you're not even close. So, yep. I mean, that goes back to what we were saying before about um, the window. It's like the window of the baby bombers close is done like move like don't don't hold on to that because if you keep holding on to that then you're gonna you know you're gonna break your neck looking back at it and so also i think the stop. main thing with that is like well said Damon. change the team too. like do be like, open to di- change different directive like the entire outline of the team like don't like baby bombers i'm saying like you said the window is dead but that play style should also die with it like right. start a new brand new like plan like don't do that anymore and like it you know i'm going to use gary as an example because i think he's the most likely to yeah whatever um like for instance i have a i have a feeling that like sometimes 
we hold on to a guy like Gary Sanchez because he is supposed to be he's supposed to be the the World Series catcher of the baby baby bomber franchise or whatever. Like Labor Torres is supposed to be the second baseman of the baby bombers franchise, and that's why we should keep him around. And it's just like doing that and just like that mentality it just limits us from exploring new options that might actually work. And I think just going back to like the whole thing of the window and opening up a new window, you know, some of these guys like judge and Cole and Stanton, like, you know, we need to use these guys in the next few years to win a championship. And we can do that by it's weird. Cause like we can do that by blowing it up, but we can also do that by just adding a few more players and a few key guys to building it around them. So I, th- I think there's weird. a good balance that we can do. There's a good balance. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe don't blow it up, but like Chandler said, well, half of it up. Untu- there are three, maybe four untouchable people. Like Cole's untouchable. You know, like you just said, Loisig is untouchable. Judge and Stan. Otherwise I'm fine with giving up Glaber. Like looking back at some of the trade offers that involve Glaber, I'm like, damn, we should have done that. And at the time we were like, not about it. Yeah, I, I mean, think- uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. No, you is. can look back on him now, but I'm just saying, I don't think he has a whole lot of value anymore. Well, but, I was just and, I, say- and I don't think that his future's dead either. All, my whole point is that because of how much they've underperformed, pretty much since 2017, you can make an argument for 2019 too, I guess, but. The way that they've underperformed, especially the last two years, I'm pretty sure if you combine like the midway point of 2020 after their hot start to through 2021, they're below 500 or right at it. That right there, this team that you have is not it. I'm sorry. Nothing can be off the table. And yeah, you can kick yourself in the ass for the trades you didn't make, but don't make the same mistake again. If you get that opportunity now, don't instantly shut it down. That's what I was going to say is like um, we, the whole value thing. It's like, we talked about this on a couple of podcasts previously, but like don't trade, don't not trade somebody because their value isn't what it should be. Like if there's an offer on the table and it's going to make the team better next year, just like you shouldn't be afraid to do that. And you shouldn't be waiting for some guy's value to potentially go up to then potentially trade him at the right time. So don't hold on for dear life. I don't, don't Unless hold on Doge to the perfect coin. time because the perfect time is never going to come. Okay. May never come. Could come. May never come. May. Yeah. But like the, the stars, a lot of the stars need to align for the perfect time for, you know, last, last season, I'm talking about 2020 when Luke Voigt has MVP season, that was the perfect time to trade him away, but they held on to him. Again, hindsight's twenty twenty, and and with Glaber, I agree with you. But with Glaber, I, I personally think, I mean, right now, obviously, he has no no trade value. And if you were to sell him off right now, it'd be getting pennies in the dollar. Would like it to, the, it, trading Glaber away specifically would not be worth it based on how young he is. I, I don't care what you say about that whole thing about like his value is never going to come up or like don't hold on to people, just hold on to them in the hopes that they come back up. Glaber, I think, is one that does not apply to that i think don't trade glaber unless his value goes up and when his value goes up and that's the thing when his value goes back up you're not going to want to trade him so that's the same that's thing with sand right now sand's the exact same way 
great minds think alike, Mark. Like he. I mean, I'm agreeing. I'm not saying to try. I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying again, it all boils down to the one thing that nobody is untouchable. Any offer that don't immediately discard anything because of the name. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yes, I'm not advocating for one person to be traded over the other. I'm just saying. Agreed. Don't be closed-minded because that's what they've done for years, and look where it's fucking got them. They don't want to trade people at the deadline. They don't want to do any of this stuff because you know they want to hold on to everybody. You know what? That's not possible. You can't hold on to everybody and win unless you have the core four again, which you don't. Sorry to break it to you. Derek Jeter's not on this team. You know, Jorge Posada's not on this team. So Jonathan you don't Wise have the, on this team though. Yeah, he is. But you don't you don't have the core four. Nobody's untouchable. Retool. Do whatever you have to do, but don't be closed minded to anybody other than Judge. And that's but those are some good closing words there, Chandler. Anybody else have any final thoughts before we wrap this one up? This is a good first offseason episode, boys. Uh, going forward, I think we're going to have more. We're going to come up with a plan like to be specifically go about this offseason. And we might go position by position, stuff like that. Well, more updates on that to come. Obviously going to go over news and stuff. And then as we progress to uh, the towards the season, closer to spring training, we do roll call episodes, which are individual player episodes for every player on the Yankees. So that's fun. Those are like 15 minute mini episodes. They usually end up being like 30 minutes because we can't shut the fuck up. But um, yeah, those are fun. We end up releasing those like rapid fire every other day leading up to the season. Um, Yeah. Those, those will come up sooner than we even fucking think. And yeah, I mean, this is going to be definitely an interesting off season. We got winter meetings will come up sooner than we think. There's going to be fucking, Maybe a lockout. Who knows? There's a lot that we're going to talk about this offseason, and we're going to be here with you for the ride, and we hope you guys tag along. We're going to do these once a week, every Friday, recording them on Thursdays. If you want to see the episodes live, make sure to check us out on the Bronx Pinstripes YouTube page. Subscribe to that for the live video version the night before. And as always, if you could leave us a review on Spotify, not Spotify, they don't have those. Any, I don't know why. But on Apple Podcasts, if you can leave us a five-star rating or review, we'd love that. We love you guys. And, uh, yeah, go Yankees. It's here to a, a good off season. Let's do it. Also, kind of wild that the that ESPN posted once about the World Series since the Dodgers got eliminated. They posted one time about baseball. So that's just one little fun thing that ESPN sucks. And They didn't even, they didn't even say congrats to the, Do- to the Braves. They just said the Dodgers were eliminated. That was the best part. Mm-hmm. No, that was, I'm saying when they, the last post was the Dodgers being eliminated. And yeah. then after that, the next post was when they won the World Series. Right. But it's, I think, I think, I think it's funny total. how they, instead of, a, instead of congratulating the Braves on advancing, they just said the Dodgers were eliminated. They did that with the Yankees too. I yeah. think those were the yeah, right, they, yeah. they didn't say like the yeah. Dodgers advanced. They just said yeah, because the, the Braves sorry, the Braves, Braves responded Dodgers. and they were like, hey, we moved on or something yeah, like that. No, like, no, no. Hey, we actually that was a advanced. different thing. They, they, we're posting that like, oh, the Dodgers are ready. They're in like pregames, and then the Braves Twitter account like responded like, "Hey, we're playing too." Yeah, ridiculous. Whatever. Fuck them. ESPN sucks. All right, peace. <laughs>